That's all, folks. Welcome to this edition of New Generation Sports Talk Podcast. I'm your host, EJ Stewart. I say that's all, folks, because the NBA season is officially over. We have an NBA champion. They are from the north. They are north of the border. The Toronto Raptors have dethroned the Golden State Warriors in six games to win the NBA championship. I'm here with my co-host, Kendall Stewart. You haven't heard us uh, in a while. We had, The last show we taped was a preview to the finals. Yep. In which uh, I did not like the Raptors' chances at all in this series. I had them losing in five I games. Raptors so. in seven. So, um, so that shows you how much I knew. Uh, <laughs> um, we were recording this podcast literally minutes after the, the Raptors won. So this should be not really all that prepared. I mean, we watched the games and we've been following, but um, no big pre-pro for this uh, for this show. So it should be fun. It'll be a quicker show. Kendall. Just initial thoughts. Raptors, Kawhi Leonard, Finals MVP. Um, I think he had what, 21, 21, 22 points in this game. Uh, Fred Van Vliet went in just insane fourth quarter. Van Vliet, Lowry, Siakam, three guys that really uh, you know paved the way for this Toronto team in this game. You know, along with Leonard, but um, that's off to Toronto. You know, a division rival, but. Really, once we got eliminated, I kind of... And then we, you say the Celtics, you know, you're supposed to be an yes, objective, yes, yes, you're supposed to be an objective uh, yeah. person for talking people, basketball. Uh, <laughs> yeah, for the people who don't know, I am a Celtics fan, you know, not a great week for us, but I don't know, we'll see, see what happens with AD. But regardless, um, for Toronto, once we once we got eliminated, I pretty much pivoted to a Toronto fan at that point, because I wanted them to beat, I, I didn't like Milwaukee, definitely don't like Philly, so I was like, coming out of East, I want Toronto to come out, and... I knew Golden State was probably going to be in the finals. So I was like, at this point, I want the Raptors to win a championship. So, I mean, I'm happy with the outcome. You know, I mean, this couldn't have been any better for me as a Celtics fan, uh, at least in terms of an Eastern Conference team going on. So, I mean, I'm happy for Toronto, happy for Kawhi Leonard. Um, you know, he went through a lot of he went through a lot of turmoil last year, a lot of naysayers, uh, blasting, a lot, he took a lot of shots in the media, or he took a lot of shots in the media, but... Um, at the end of the day, now he's a he's a two time champion, two different teams, been the final MVP both times. Uh, may go to a third team and do it. Who knows? But, um, I mean, this was a this was a great NBA Finals. Yeah, this was this was um, this was one of the more uh, wild finals I've ever seen. Um, and while we didn't get seven games, I mean, just the storyline, the the momentum swinging back and forth, yeah. Um, major injuries. I mean, I, I it's just I've never Last seen two games coming out. I've never seen a final finals like this. Yes, yes. I mean, I've never quite seen a finals like this, but um, it certainly be one to be remembered. Obviously, probably most likely being the end of the Warriors dynasty, though. Oh, is that true? Is that the case? We'll, Let's talk. We'll, I mean, we'll learn about that in a second. Yeah. Um. But or not in a second, but in the next few. Days. <laughs> yeah, like, whoa. We'll talk more about that. Maybe a press second. conference we'll, that we we'll, haven't seen we'll, yet. We'll learn more about that within the next few weeks. But um, boy, I mean, I just, it's just a, to me what what I appreciate about this championship. Why I'm happy. One, you know, it kind of goes back to those naysayers who I kept talking to over and over again. I'm sorry I name drop him, but my homie Jason Bisnoff, you know, I love him, but he's been the one drum banging the drum saying the NBA. Right result is predetermined, and the season doesn't matter, and the playoffs don't matter because we all know the Warriors are going to win in the end. And me, being the basketball pierce I am, always say, you got to play the games. you got to survive injuries. Yep. you got to survive the war of attrition. And I don't want to hear anything about asterisks. I'm sorry. I, me, I don't want to hear that because at the end of the day, the part of part of being a championship team is surviving injuries. And you want to know – And honestly, the Warriors – Failed because they threw a guy out there who wasn't ready to play. And, and we'll talk about that later. That, but that, like, I don't feel any sympathy right. for them at all. Like, even, they and, lost, and, and that's even what it beyond is. that, like, these things didn't happen by accident. This is what people have to realize. Also, one, I mean, we could talk about a whole larger mm. thing of like, well, the Warriors have been a however many finals they've been to in a row. Five, and, yeah, five. You know, eventually that's gonna wear on your body, especially these guys. Like these guys, are, not everyone's built like LeBron. LeBron is a super athlete. Like, yeah, he might be able to survive, and he even he, he, as we saw this year, dealt with injuries. But, um, but even beyond that, just in terms of a Bob Myers perspective, a Steve Kerr perspective, a Joe Lacob, like we're talking about them and saying like, yeah, this team, if they were healthy, like they should have won a championship. This is an asterisk. Like, well, think about the way they built this team. Yep. They w- they made the choice 
they didn't have to, but they made the choice to go out and get Boogie Cousins, you know, who they knew was going to be hurt, you know, 75 to 80% of the year, who they chose to sit out 75 to 80% of the year. But by doing that, they cost themselves the ability to go get, uh, I don't know who, fill in the blank, but a, a 3 and D wing, another guy that could help spell Durant, yeah, back spell Clay Thompson, yeah. uh, spell Steph Curry, somebody. Instead, they had dead, they had dead money at that mid-level exception for most of the year. And Boogie helped them in these playoffs for them, you know, as much as he could. And he was out there. But, I don't know. It just seems like you can't look at that and then have Durant play all those minutes because he didn't have a true backup small forward and yeah. not expect him to get hurt. And then because he, and then when he gets hurt, you don't have the backup small exactly. forward because you wanted Boogie Cousins. Yeah. And so, at some point, I'm like, all right. Yes, Durant got hurt. That's unfortunate. If he was healthy, would they have won? Probably. But you didn't build your team in a way that was that I should expect that there's no chance he was gonna he wasn't gonna get hurt. And if he did, they had no backup plan. Yeah, I mean, which is not. I mean, I you mean, gotta look, have contingencies. At the end of the day, the Warriors got old. Um, they got older. They got more broken down. And this is what happens when you decide that you're gonna put all your money into just a bunch of star players. Mm-hmm. And look, they won. What three out of the last five championships? It, you know, it, two out of the last. Well, no, because there's an asterisk on the one where you know Kyrie. See, that's why. This, see, this why this is ridiculous. No asterisk. <laughs> that's they, what I'm saying. This is nonsense. Like you can't, you, you can't say <laughs> yeah, oh, we, one and asterisk. I'm gonna go to that on every finals and final. Well, this guy was playing hurt. This guy yeah. was doing that. Like no, whoever won, they won. Like, but at the end of the day, you're right. Like the Warriors didn't build a team that was conducive to surviving injuries. Um, the Raptors did. OG Anunoby didn't play any of these playoffs. He hasn't played in months. And they were able to survive that because they had other guys who stepped up. Patrick McCarr, who, by the way, was used to be on the Warriors. They had Norman Powell, who was terrible in this series, but they had other guys. They, they had a deep roster. They developed Gasol. They brought in this call. They developed Siakam. They survived injuries. So I don't want to hear anything about asterisk, any of that nonsense. The Raptors won. They were the best team. And they, they were built smart. A team that was they able were, to survive playing were, 100 games. They were much smarter with load management with Kawhi. Absolutely. You know? I mean, they were. They, this isn't. They didn't win this by luck. They didn't get here no. by luck. Um, the Warriors. Look, the Durant thing. It was a freak thing to an extent, but they had two shots. You know, the first one I would have been like, that's a freak thing against the Rockets. The second one wasn't a freak injury. People want to call it a freak injury, but it's the same like the same area. Yeah, arguably the same injury, depending on if you're a conspiracy theorist or not. But. Like, that wasn't a freak. They, they That could have been expected. There were people predicting you know, he might hurt his Achilles if you put him out there. Yeah. And he got hurt. You know, it's unfortunate. But like you said, he didn't he didn't have to play. Yeah, and the the red thing, I mean, look, I know, like, here's what, my take on it is he's a grown man. Who's to blame, EJ? Look, he's a grown <laughs> man. That's, I, if I hear that question, question one more time. Um, but look, he, at the <laughs> end of the day. Who's to blame for Kevin Durant's Achilles, you know, rush What? Like, I don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> but I will say this. At the end of the day, he's a grown man. At the end of the day, he wanted to be out there. Um, so it's not like, uh, you know, oh, the Warriors, you know, threw him out there he's against not a his will. If this was college basketball, yeah, right. like if it was Zion and he ruptured his Achilles coming off that injury or blew out his right. knee or something, we'd have way more of a discussion of, like, right, exactly. did Coach K handle this properly? Yeah, especially when you look, consider what looked like to me the desperate nature in which the Warriors put him back down 3-1. You just lost two games at home. Right. So there are aspects of it that would not have worked out agree if he was a college kid. He's a grown man. He wanted to be out there for his teammates. And um, so that, with that being said, I mean, clearly the Warriors did him a disservice to me. I think oh, that's yeah. clear. They didn't, they didn't protect him from himself. No. <laughs> you know? I mean, there's no way to me you could tell me, and anybody who knows anything about these injuries, if you follow sports enough, you know that these calf injuries are extremely dangerous. Like, like forget about the Achilles. I mean, you could just rip the calf and you tear your calf, you're out for three or four months. Like, that's still a serious injury. Yeah. Like, he risked serious injury, and for them to tell him that he didn't risk further injury was just insane to me. Like, that, anybody who knows anything about medicine knows that that wasn't true. And I, and personally, I am one of those conspiracy theories. I think that it, I, if, there was some Achilles thing happening. It had to have been. There's the way he's icing his foot, yeah, the, the, the way, the way he, he, when he first got hurt, when he grabbed near the Achilles... I'm not saying Kendrick that it Perkins wasn't a calf, a it wasn't point. a calf injury, but the Achilles was definitely affected by what happened. Kendrick Perkins br- brought up a good point. He was like, you know, normally you see guys with calf injuries, they come back when they play, they got a sleeve around the calf or something. 
It's like Durant didn't have any sleeve around his calf or anything. <laughs> he was like, he was playing normally, and all of a sudden he messes up his Achilles, has pretty much an identical injury to the same one he had the first time in terms of how it happened. Yeah. And we're and we're looking at it and saying, no, this is. I mean, again, it could be different. Did the doctors miss something? I don't know. I don't think they did. But and my know, thing is, we'll look, look, Durant. They could have. My thing is, I, I don't. I'm not even saying that. I, like, I think that they knew there was something up with the Achilles. I think there's a chance that Durant knew there was something up with the Achilles. So, risk, again, yeah. I'm really not putting... I think he knew the a lot problem, of the risk that he took. The only My problem, problem is, that at theory, the end of the day, as a franchise, um, and this is a, a $40 million investment that you're supposed to be looking into his future as well, they clearly didn't. Now, they disregarded two, I have two things on that. One... And Robert Myers, Myers' crocodile deal at the end, don't do anything for me. Right. <laughs> two things on that. One... Does Durant – well, my second thing, before I get to my first thing, my second thing was um, do we think the Warriors play I, – I, I raised this earlier. Um, do we think Durant plays if the if he signed long-term Golden State? Or do you think subconsciously because he had mm-hmm. one year and we thought he was likely going to the Knicks? That was the word. He was likely gone. Do we think that the Warriors, is there some of that they were a little more careless, a little more like trying oh, to milk yeah. the cow that they were running out? You know, this is their last Here's year. They what, yeah. Here's what I'll say. On Durant's side, I think he would have tried to get out there regardless. I agree. On the Warriors' side, would they have been I more protective that, of the asset? I, I think that, I, 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 personally, I think I don't think it was intentional. Right, that it's, a, it's subconscious. But I think subconsciously, I think they kind of knew this is the last dance. Like, we got to give it a shot. I, 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 I don't want to again. I don't think it was. I don't think this part of it at all was malicious. I think that, but I think they just thought of it as this could be the end, and how could we let it end with him not even trying to give it a go? Right. Let's do everything we can to get him ready to give it a go. So they did. If he was signed five years long term, I don't know if. They would have been as they have. They, they have to look at it in another way. Because at the end of the day, the reason why I don't really absolve them, and some people have absolved them in this, is because those leak reports about them not being frustrated with him not being able to get back wasn't coming from nowhere. Yeah, it wasn't, yeah. there were plenty of people very plugged into the Warrior situation that kept coming out saying they don't know what's wrong with him, and they didn't go as far to say that he wasn't trying to get back in the court, and that they didn't go as far as say he was, you know, embellishing his injury or anything like that. They kept saying they were just frustrated. That was all the words I kept saying. They're frustrated by tell. the fact that he's not ready. And it was strange. And they don't know why he's not ready. The thing and what, that they and that those insinuations so they're so vague enough that someone like Kevin Durant could see that and take it as these guys don't think I have pride. Right. They don't think I care. Why I get out there? And what I noticed was after he got hurt, after Game Five, you could tell like it, there was a a running theme in what, almost everybody with the Warriors that talks about like. He proved to us that he cared. He proved this. You know, he showed how much of a warrior he Nonsense. is. And it's like, after this? Yeah. Like, I, that I thought that been, whole that narrative. That should not have been what, what proved yeah. anything. Yeah, that's course. my thing. And I thought, you know, and they were running with that. And my no, you know what proved like, that he was a real warrior? When he pulled up from 40 against LeBron in game five of the NBA Finals. Yeah. Or game four, whatever it was, last year. Yeah. When you know what proved that he was, wasn't it? When he was, he was a killer and that he was a real warrior when he did it the year before. Yeah, exactly. That's what, him going out there compromised didn't prove a damn thing. All it did was just potentially ruin his career. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This thing was stupid. But this is this sports we 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 get we get in, in stuck and we get uh the masculine it, environment. Yes, the machismo aspect of it it dominates. You want to know who and I this earned is respect what, for? This is how unfortunately this went, this went down with KD. It's, I, it's sad. I, I mean, I didn't lose. Obviously, didn't lose respect for KD. You know, he went out there. He left it all on the line. He's you know, what he did, you know, going to Golden State is a whole nother conversation. But you want to know who I really earn respect for? Kawhi Leonard. Because Kawhi Leonard was in a similar situation, not the same, but was in a similar situation in San Antonio. And he stuck up for himself. Yeah, and and, and, like, and that team not... was way more vicious to him yes, in regards were, to get it on the court. They were publicly embarrassing him, right. essentially. Trying to say that he's faking his injury or he's not really hurt it as hurt. And those weren't even a playoff games. This was for regular season. Exactly. <laughs> and you know what? He was like, I don't care. You know, I'm not playing. You know, yeah. my doctors say I'm not right. I say I'm saying I'm not right. I don't feel right. What if Kawhi Leonard goes out there and hurts himself mm-hmm. in some way? Tears his quad or something. Yeah, like exactly. That. 
like, I earn respect for Kawhi Leonard. I'm like, and you see him out there balling now. You see Durant hurt, and it's like, not to say this isn't, you know, against Durant anyway, but it just shows you how Kawhi Leonard handled that situation perfectly. And it goes back to, man, I don't want to name any names, but I, I, I couldn't help but somehow run into old videos of sports personalities. People. yeah. Talking about Kawhi during that situation, yeah, and just such and, a, such a, and some of them to this day are still saying I said nothing wrong, which is crazy yeah, to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, again, I'm not <laughs> yeah, we don't arrows really, at anybody. Some people will know, what we're talking but about. it's just to me that's just insane that like they could they could degrade this man's character in that way when the potential for career-ending, career-threatening injuries are prevalent, and we just saw with Kevin Durant that people could now look back and either. Not realizing what they said back then before Kawhi was crazy, or um, the fact that they said it, and even at the time when it, not Kawhi, Kevin Durant's injury didn't change that Kawhi situation. People, Kawhi was in the same situation. Look, we did, just now saw it Kawhi, go under. You saw the, the the situation play out with yeah. KD uh, earlier uh, last did, uh, earlier this week. Did Kawhi handle his situation perfectly? Not at all. Not at all. He was way too quiet, and that's his personality. He probably should have been way more transparent about the situation, way more public about his feelings, but that's the way he handled everything. But with that being said, anybody that was outside of the San Antonio uh, situation, anybody that wasn't a part of the organization or wasn't covering the team daily that knew kind of the ins and outs of that of that situation shouldn't be able to comment on that on Kawhi and his personal character on the Spurs and their viewpoint like looking at it from the outside I can't say Kawhi Leonard is a bad person because he didn't want to play when he didn't feel comfortable out there with his he's an athlete you know like that's what you have to understand is like this is basketball I know you're a fan Mm -hmm. you know you may be a fan of the Spurs maybe a fan of the NBA we all want to see Kawhi Leonard out there but at the end of the day, it's his life. It's his body. Right. If he if he doesn't want to hurt himself, from a just a human perspective, I'm not gonna force him because I want to watch him play. And I want to watch him win a championship. Yeah, and the lack the lack of empathy and respect for that was just crazy. And I would hope that this KD situation maybe uh, sheds light on that a little bit. Right. But um, who knows? I don't know. We're in a situation. I think what also made me made that situation more like gross to me was the idea that like we know these like. Quite making millions of dollars. He's being very in that situation. He's being very handsomely, you know, compensated. He was making like eighteen million dollars last year. But even with that, I mean, you got these NBA teams making billions and billions of dollars, and they're doing I mean, whatever not, they can to squeeze the most out of their oranges when they can. Yeah. Like, I'm not gonna feel bad for these these billionaire owners not getting, you know, you know, feeling frustrated because they can't get their 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 quote unquote product out onto the onto the court. I, to me, like like there's something about that also that kind of made like that's not always gonna not sit right with me. Um, what do, in terms of the Durant thing? How does this impact uh, your viewpoint of free agency? Well, because that's the thing. I mean, we talked about this. Yeah. The first time we got hurt, how like Nick fans dodged a bullet. The irony of that conversation because I don't. But it doesn't sound like they did. And you're. What do you mean? Well, you're saying Knicks fans made a dodge bullet because he got hurt? No, I'm saying the Knicks fans dodged the bullet the first time oh, right, he right. got hurt. And he didn't tear his Achilles. Right, right. Well, now he did Now he did. <laughs> it's ironic that we had yeah. that conversation the first time. I know. Karma's come back to all the Knicks. That's <laughs> why, as a Knicks fan, I couldn't really get super invested in Kevin Durant. Just Period. Like, I couldn't, like, the reason why I say that is because he wasn't on my team. And right. I knew this was, I knew literally this situation was very possible. You'd already seen it flash before your eyes. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I saw it happen. I saw it happen and then it didn't happen. But I thought what so I saw it happen. So the rest of the playoffs, you're like. So the rest of the playoffs, I'm not even thinking about him really that much. I'm just like, let's just get, the get, to, the, get to the draft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get yeah. to the draft and let's see where we are from there. So, I mean, I think in terms of free agency, I think overall, KD is... The he's word, still going to get... The word is every team will offer him a max contract. He's still going to get a max contract. How long the years are, I think, will be interesting. I don't know I've heard sh- every team... People are like, I give him everything I can give him. I mean... I think that's crazy, but... The reason why I say I'm not sure, because I'm not Because sh- I, I, I'm wondering if... I think that he has a preference for New York. Right. My question would be, okay, if it's... Three years with New York versus... If New York is somehow getting him for three years and, like... The Golden State Warriors offer him five, or 
Um, the Clippers offer him four. Like, would he prefer? Would he, would he be okay with taking three from New York? I think that he would. That's why I say the years. That's a risk. I'm not 100 percent sure. Durant, huge risk. It's a he risk. Look good. It's now it's he's it's, cut himself. it's without question a risk. But I think for him, it's going to be what does he want to do? And he's shown that sometimes he'll just take less money to go other places. He took less money to go to Golden State. And he didn't sign a, a full max deal the last time. So he could easily do that again. I, I think that at the end of the day, he's still going to demand a max salary. The years will be interesting, but he very well demand max years. So I'm, I'm not sure much has changed. I think I'm the only thing that's you... changed is going to be for these teams. I don't know if a team like the Clippers. The dynamics has changed entirely. I don't know if the team like Clippers or even team like Brooklyn, teams who think that they may actually be a year away from contending with the right free agent signs goes after him. I think this now becomes more of a really a Golden State versus Knicks situation. I think that it, it kind of shrinks the amount of teams that will go all in on him. Now, I think Brooklyn, before he was the he was the the apple of everyone's eye. Of course, and even the Lakers. I think the Lakers. I think they don't worry about him anymore because now the Lakers are the one. From what I've heard, um, just listening to other NBA people talk about this, like the Lakers, you can cross them off. Yeah, like, they need. They need. Yeah, to they, win they right can't now. afford to have a guy not play for a year. The Clippers could probably swallow Durant because they're not going to compete. You know, unless they got Kawhi, for example, they're not going to compete regardless. The Nets, but I think they wouldn't. They rather have Kawhi than someone like KD. I mean, well, clearly I mean, now right? that he just won a championship, you know. They I mean, if you have a championship, one guy has a bad Achilles, another guy is fully healthy as of right now. Well, no, I'm saying now that he's won a championship. Is he going to come? You know, my thing is you got to have another a, situation. You got to have a plan B. You know, if I don't know. That's my thing. If Kawhi doesn't come, do you right. then say, "Well, gotta hope AD wants to come, or we gotta trade everything for AD"? Um, Brooklyn. I mean, look, I wouldn't touch Kevin Durant with a ten foot ten foot pole if I was a team in free agency. I'll give him a short term, two, maybe three year deal. If you want to give him the max, maybe no no trade clause. You know, very team friendly insurance based contract. You got to prove to me that you're healthy. I'll tell you what. Me and you seem to be in the minority on this. These I'm not people, sure if as far as you, where I wouldn't touch it with a 10-foot pole. It would have to be a very I, specific I team would, situation where it makes sense. I would personally be very very wary about signing KD. And it has nothing to do with what he, he is capable of doing as a, as a, as a healthy, able-bodied, 7-foot assassin that If he you is. told me Kevin Durant... Was gonna miss all of next season, and he comes back and he's the same player. Absolutely, I would give him right. the max contract. I'm not same. worried about I him agree. missing I, next I'd season. I agree with that too. You know, if you got hurt, I don't care. I mean, the Celtics lost Gordon Hayward for a year. I wasn't like, man, I wish we could cut him right now. I was like, well, hopefully it was good next year. Yeah. But as we saw Gordon Hayward, when guys have a major injury like that, chances are they don't come back and just look like the same exact exactly. player. That's Coming the off an Achilles injury, the history is that guys look like 75%. Yeah, I mean, look, if you could find me the guy that had the Achilles injury. Now, Dominique looked great coming off the Achilles. You know, it wasn't a long-term t- thing, but, like, he, I think he averaged 28 points coming right. off an Achilles. The, the, that's the, the one guy right. that's ever been, like, di- super dynamic, almost the same player coming off an Achilles injury. And that was Everyone like, else. so long ago. And, I, I, and that's, we're talking about basketball. I was including football. Give me a football yes. player who... Had an Achilles injury and became the same kind of player. And to me, uh, Durant is obviously a great, great player. But if you're talking about a 75 percent of Kevin Durant that we have now, I'm, I don't, at I don't 32, know. 32, 33. Yeah, at, at an advanced age, I don't know if that's uh, someone I'm, I'm spending that kind of money on. But again, it seems like what I'm hearing is that we seem to be in the minority. I, I put it out on Twitter. I put I put out to Nick fans. I said, look, if you knew that Ka- Kawhi was going to sign with the Knicks. And I only put that out there because shout out to Chris Carter from Fox Sports 1. He says he's very plugged into the Knicks situation. Why? I have no idea. He's close to Scott Perry from what I understand. Okay. Or at least he said yeah. he's communicated with Scott Perry. Interesting. Okay. Well, anyway, he says he's very close to the Knicks situation and he's very close to Kawhi's situation. Yeah. Kawhi thing, Dennis. I think he knows Uncle Dennis. Yeah. Um, And he says that the Knicks, Kawhi-Knicks thing is very real. I'm... I'm telling I'm every you notice I keep saying that's what he's saying. I have no idea what to make of what he's saying. Right. But he's saying that that's what it is, and that him, Katie and Kawhi joining together in New York is a possibility that is 
being underestimated. As a playoff Knicks fan, I said, look, if you knew Kawhi was going to sign with the Knicks, would you be okay with Kevin Durant getting a full four-year max contract with New York? And I had one joke from Rod DeRay, who didn't really answer the question. Basically, he said, this is nonsense. And Chris Carter is what we're talking about. But then the three other people that responded said, and shout out to Rod DeRay, three other people that responded, including my homie Jason Bisnoff, all said, no, you just, I don't care what anything about Kawhi. You signed Kevin Durant. I was shocked. I was shocked. And, I, and that's a very small sample size, to be fair. It's not like I'm a Twitter person that has, like, you know, thousands of followers where I could have really put that out into the ether. But even that small sample size where I had three people, all of them who know the sport on varying levels, yeah. and they all agreed that you just forget about Kawhi. You still signed Durant. The only Kawhi logic. Coming, I, yeah, they're well, full max. They're not, that was surprising me. I would be very wary of that. I still am. The only logic in terms of the Knicks is you're saying to yourself, we don't think we can get anybody better in the next two years. So it's like, I mean, might as well. Like, we can always create more cap room if we need to. We could probably always move them, but maybe not. But, no, yeah, it's not a guarantee. But um, you may be able to create enough cap space to, you know, have people around him. That another max guy, if you want to go after guys, but like if you feel like we're not getting AD next year, the bad yeah. free agency class, you're not getting Kyrie, you're not getting Kawhi. I mean, you tank this year because he's not going to play. I think that's I think, some of that stuff makes sense to me. That's the only that's that the I just Knicks, don't want to be stuck draft. You know, having it, a guy that I don't think would be worth what you're paying. As crazy as it sounds, like in a way, I almost there almost would be some comfort in the idea that Knicks have. Like thirty million dollars that they can't spend on anyone else, like right. like it's kind of it sounds kind of crazy, but like the Knicks franchise has been so inept that the idea that they basically put that money on layaway, and now the the, the investment they put would be very risky. Yeah. But like even the idea that oh they're not going to go and sign Boogie Cousins and you know Tobias Harris, <laughs> like the fact that that will no longer be like a possibility, yeah. I almost would feel some comfort in. Uh, um, but in a way, I think New York. He, to me, that's kind of the only situation where signing him, to me, signing him almost at all makes any sense to, to me. I think Golden State. Also. And Golden State. Yeah. That's why, which is why when I first started, I said to me, I think this becomes now more yeah. of a, It was, I think it was already a two-team race, but I think now it almost now, really heard, zeroes into focus on two teams. I think Brooklyn as well. Let me make my case for Brooklyn real quick. You signed Kyrie. Mm-hmm. Apparently went to Rock Nation. Whole nother, whole nother conversation. But you signed Kyrie. You get... Now you're in a situation where you lost Russell and you may have to lose Dinwiddie to create the second match slot. You have to. Yeah, you're going to have to lose Dinwiddie. And then you lost Alan Crabb and replaced him with Torian Prince. And you lost your draft pick. Torian Prince is better than Alan Crabb. And Torian Prince is better than Alan Crabb. So that's a, pretty much an upgrade. Yeah, but you did lose some draft picks. Yeah, you lost draft picks, but you have other draft picks. So, you know, net kind of net type of move. But... If Durant sits out a year, how much worse are they last year than they were this year? Are they even worse? Kyrie, if you think Kyrie and Russell is the same player, I don't. I think Kyrie's better than Russell. He's a second-team All-NBA guy. He's better than D'Angelo Russell. So if you think that's an upgrade, you lose Dinwiddie, pretty major loss. But if Kyrie's healthy, if LeVert's healthy, can you survive maybe that? You add Torian Prince, who may fit better. Add Torian Prince. Can they find another guy that maybe wants to team with these guys, like you know, old vet guy? I guess can they can the they reason, be a playoff the team reason, without the reason the answer is yes, but the reason why and I he comes back. I guess the reason why I would I just think that to me that's a risk. That's that's an unnecessary risk. Because I, I look at Brooklyn, I'm like similar to the Knicks. Who else are you gonna get? You can get Tobias Harris, but that's not gonna make you a championship team. So it would it be and I don't think Durant's gonna make a championship team, but he has a higher ceiling than if he's back and he is 100% miraculously, mm-hmm. I mean, now you're a real contender in theory. So Kyrie, Kyrie really, like, kind of destroyed his, his like, what we make of him in terms of exactly. a championship caliber player. Because I think going into this season, a lot of us, not everybody, because a lot of people, he did have his fair number of detractors, but a lot of us thought that potentially he could be your number one on a championship caliber team. So when you yeah. say comparing... When you say comparing pairing Kyrie with someone like Tobias Harris or Chris Middleton six or seven months ago for Brooklyn, I think you look at that and you say, okay, there's a better chance maybe you can get out of these. I think today you say, no way in hell. Not if Kawhi saves. No. And Giannis is still around. 
and Embiid and Simmons are healthy. I think if Kawhi is gone, I still don't think there's no way in hell they're beating Philly or or or, or Milwaukee. Yeah. So, but that but then the thing that's why Kyrie's such a wild card. Cause my thing is like, well, what if he figures it out? Which is always going to kind of be his thing. Talent wise, he might be he could he could be a, either top three or four player in the East. You know, yeah, when he's right. So that's why he's he's such a wild card that I don't really know what to make of it. So that's why you say, well, no way. But I mean, what if? I mean, I thought very highly of Kyrie before this season, and his year was his year. I mean, I won't I don't want to say it was a bad year because he played individually fairly well, but there just was a lot of strife and a lot of distraction. Without those distractions, without the contract year, like are things more clear for him? He's closer to home. Like are the issues he had in Boston this year? Do they kind of go away um, with a more clear focus as to where his future is? Because he's kind of been in flux really for the last like two or three years. Last year in Cleveland, we realized he was unhappy the whole time, wanted to be traded. First year in Boston, his first year he gets hurt. This year in Boston, uh, contract year, he says he wants to stay, but then he realized, oh, maybe I just want to leave. Things, I hate man. these guys. He said he wants <laughs> to stay. <laughs> like it's he like did a Nike commercial saying, "I want my jersey in the rafters here." Well, look, he he he's a guy that had a he's had a lot of flux, and and I would wonder if on a team with, where it's the situation becomes more stable, where it's clearly okay, you're signed for five years or four years, and you pick this situation, like will the issues he had as a leader, will the issues he had with his teammates, and on the on the court and off the court, will those kind of uh, dissipate? I have no idea. He didn't I, have to. I, I honestly, I don't know. I can't. I can't guess one way or the other. But I, those are the questions I have. Um, real quick on the Rock Nation, yeah, Kyrie thing. Obviously, Kyrie fired his agent, Jeff Wexler, signing with. Uh, Rock Nation, or not signing, apparently partnering with, whatever that means, partnering with Rock Nation Sports. Um, what do we think this means? Do we, this, this means he's going to Brooklyn, right? He's got it. The, 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 I mean, C, the CEO of the some, If he somehow went somewhere else, that would be surprising at this point. I think it would be surprising. You know, the the CEO of the Nets, his, Tim, his twin brother is the president of Rock Nation. Whoa. So... You know, like if if you were running a sports team and I was running a sports agency, EJ, I, I'm I sorry, would, Boston I has run. to have drafted the tampering papers already, right? There has been conversation. They have to. There have been conversations. There was somebody, one of these like you know smaller reporters, like you know a lot of people feel like you know this the way the because everyone around the league thinks that it's a foregone conclusion he's going to sign with the Nets. People are now asking the question: Have they had any type of I've seen I've seen published reports saying that Kyrie has reached out and that's saying he's going to sign there. Right. Like, and how do they do that? Maybe it's through Rock Nation. Any, there's some tampering going on. If you if you really want to connect the dots, the guy signs with Rock Nation. I mean, I, I, now, it doesn't now the question is does it really matter? I mean, I don't know. He's a he's gonna be a free agent. Yeah, so. it's a two weeks different. It's a two yeah, weeks different. I mean, the Celtics might care, but but they're it, trying to do deals and it's like we right. got this guy behind our back. You know, getting ready to sign right. the Nets, and he can't even tell us in our face that he's gonna leave. Hence, why I say tampering pay, tampering charges are probably yeah. drafted already. Yeah, it's just a matter of clicking send to yeah. the NBA league yeah. office, which could get very ugly. If we're talking about the Celtics Nets rivalry. Yeah, division rivalry. It's gonna be serious. They've already had some some dust ups. You know, uh, it be- I mean, there was beef after the trade. Yeah, you know how poorly that went, but. Now this is the Nets kind of getting their revenge on the Celtics. You have to wonder For even sure. if that was kind of like part of the, you know, motivation to maybe tamper quote unquote like screw them like you know, I don't know. But one thing I I heard uh, I think it was Bomani Jones. Um, he made a he made a good point where he was like, if you're Kyrie and you sign Rock Nation, mm-hmm. is this smart considering like I said, because the the situation with the brothers running Rock Nation and the Nets. You sign Rock Nation, that's your agent, Rock Nation Sports. Now your is your agent gonna be more loyal to you or the the, the franchise? Yeah, it's a little it's a little weird. It's a little awkward. Now I'm, the, I'm the, sure the, they the, they're pitching it to him as look, you're gonna be pretty much like a part of the brass. Now yeah, that's what the the flip side is that he may look at it and say I'm gonna be a LeBron. Like, right, with exactly. clutch, where it's like, I'm running the franchise. Like, I'm the what, franchise that's player. Exactly what I've got all the autonomy. You know, I run this thing. So if not, you know, Rock Nation's fired. You know, right. so like, I don't know. Yeah, it's a weird. It's but a, then, it, if you're the Nets, situation. do you really want to pitch him on that? He's Kyrie Irving. 
they're nice players. They don't. They don't. They have to get a star. Yeah. They don't care. Yeah, they, they don't. No way. Nobody cares about the Nets in New York. This uh, certainly makes the Nets relevant if they get Kyrie Irving. And if the Knicks don't get anybody, I think it makes them more relevant than the Knicks. In the same vein that you know they when they had Jason Kidd versus the Knicks having Stephon Marbury. I gotta see it to believe it. I mean, there were net, Nets couldn't sell out NBA Finals games. I was alive to see. That was in East Rutherford. I know. I'm just saying. Even in Brooklyn, they've been in Brooklyn. They still haven't. Haven't. You want to know? Funny. They've been better than the Knicks you most of the funny. time. Kyrie being on the Nets, which I guess we'll talk about more when he actually signs there. But Kyrie being on the Nets eerily reminds me of when they got Darren Williams also. And I think it may end up the same, same way. But we'll see. Is it, you think Anthony Davis is going to be a uh, Laker? Yes. Um, I think so, too. I think that Rich Paul is doing everything he can to make sure that Celtics don't do anything stupid. Yeah. It sounds like they still might. They seem very engaged still. I, what is the... the I don't I, know why. The thing I've been trying to figure out, at first, when it first came out, the Celtics really wanted to do it. I thought, they thought, I thought Ainge thought that if they got Davis, they get Kyrie, who then, if they play together, would get Davis to resign. I think that was his mindset, was that we get Kyrie back, Davis isn't going to leave. But then Kyrie comes out with the Rock Nation thing. I think that might have even been a ploy. You know, like, I'm just going to make this public. I'm leaving. Like, you guys can read the read the tea leaves. Um, but there's also talk that they would do this without Davis, which would make sense. But then we've also heard... You mean without Kyrie? Or, yeah, or yeah, even do this without Kyrie. Now, we've also heard from Woj that the deal might not necessarily include Jason Tatum, which I don't know how that's even possible. But he said that it's either going to be Tatum, the Celtics are going to be Tatum and, like, less, or Jalen Brown and a lot more. But not both, essentially, which I always thought it would be both. He He's not going to be on the Celtics. I don't know. I don't know what the Celtics are doing. I, I The only thing I can gather is that maybe the Celtics feel like they're trying to fleece yeah. New Orleans. And yeah. if somehow they get in a quiet learning situation where, like, the trade ends up being pretty nice for them. They didn't give up too much, and they look into next year and like in a wide open East where maybe Kawhi's not there. They're right there as one of the top favorites to win it all. Maybe Ainge is doing his Masai Ujiri play. He's like, I got to try to do something to change it up, and we got to try to win a championship. Right. Uh, I just look at the Lakers package. And I'm like, I mean, if they give him Kuzma, they're gonna have the better it's over. deal. Unless the yeah. unless the Celtics say we're gonna give you Brown and Tatum and draft picks, but that would be crazy. <laughs> yeah, you know, like Ainge isn't that stupid. Yeah, I can't imagine he's gonna do that. So yeah, I think the Lakers will, will win out. I think and this the, may just be a ploy to make the Lakers drive at the price. You know? I, maybe I think the Lakers are trying to play a game of chicken right now. Right. I think they 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 I think they they would hope not to get include Kuzma, which makes sense. Kuzma is really good. Kuzma would be the guy I'm trying to keep. Which nah. is the guy he is the guy they're trying to keep right now, yeah. and and they they they're having difficulty. And if, and if you're the Lakers, you do do. I mean, you have to trade Kuzma if it comes to that. But I mean, they, that team would be just LeBron and and, and Davis. Um, they trade Kuzma. Someone from Bleacher Report put out this proposed trade. Well, I don't think it was it was Bleacher. Well, he he made the proposed trade, but it was floated at first by Zach Lowe. Do you think someone like Chicago would yeah, come in as a third team? And and do you think that if Chicago sent uh, Zach Levine to New Orleans and uh, Seven, the Lakers maybe. got the fourth pick? And send the fourth pick to Chicago. Do you think that that would be enough if New Orleans got Levine, Ingram, Ball, and seven. Uh, seven? Do you think that would be enough to get this deal done? I've also heard a similar deal. Um, because that that would that if he turns that down. I'm like, I, I don't know what you're gonna get. I would rather have. I mean, I would just rather have Kuzma than Ingram. You know, me personally, and like, I'm not doing the trade. Like this is just if I were the GF Griffin, I'm not doing the trade unless you give me Kuzma. If they're like, no, you're taking. So you'd Ingram. rather have Kuzma instead of Ingram. Yeah, he doesn't have the health issues. I think the much better fit next to Zion. Um, he's more proven. Boy, I think y'all selling. I think everybody's selling low on Brandon Ingram. I am, man. I've never been that high on him since the draft. I know, so. but the kid is good. Yeah. He's gotten really good. Like I, I, I wasn't I, high I, on him in the draft either. Lakers, so. But <laughs> I mean, I know. Look, I don't. He doesn't shoot threes. He's kind Which, of I don't like that guy next to Zion. Right. So and he's kind of a mid range jump shooter, but he's so efficient. Like 
and he's so still so young. I'm I'm surprised the, that the trade people, I've heard that, that, that New Orleans just doesn't seem that interested in him. That's kind of plus surprising. he has the health issues, but I'm not a, I'm not high the health well. the blood clot thing is the, definitely. The, scary. I also so. heard Washington is the third the third team. Lakers get AD, Pelicans get Beal, Kuzma, and the ninth pick, and Wizards get Ball Ingram in the fourth pick. Now, I don't know if the Wizards would do that because they don't have a DM right now. You know, they have an interim DM. You know, <laughs> but are they really going to trade their franchise player without a without a player in the basketball operation? Um, but so I mean, the Jets was trading away yeah, guys with, just with, signing guys with, 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 with the head coach <laughs> with the head coach running the team. If that if I'm the if I'm Griffin, that's the that's the package I'm looking for. If you can do that. I mean, you can get Kuzma. That's what he wants. I mean, Neal I think like I told you guys off air. I told you off air. I think that he wants similar to what Pop got, like, but more. I think he wants. He doesn't want to go back and say I have no star player in my grasp after trading. He doesn't want to the greatest player, yeah. greatest player in our franchise history. A very safe. He wants somebody that he can say, "Look, we have another star player here who's very good, and we built the team right. Like, we could be in the playoffs very soon." And I've told you so, I, and, yeah. I, and that's a. Reasonable expectation with trading someone like Anthony Davis. I've told you off air in the past weeks ago that Beal, I thought, would be the perfect guy to pair with Zion. You know, I thought I would have liked Zion on the Wizards, you know, mm-hmm. because Beal, the way he shoots the ball, the way he can score and take pressure off him, I think it's a great fit. But um, this Anthony Davis thing, it could be over by the time the draft comes next week. Uh, it will be over by the time the draft comes next week. But You think so? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's tracking that way. Yeah, the um, Knicks don't seem like they 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 look like they're out. I it's today. You know what I, I mean, tells who me. knows by by next week? You know, teams in draft get by draft time get very desperate and they're like, yeah. we gotta do something. And maybe with this KD thing, that would be the other thing I could see. That's the other way I could also see KD joining New York somehow, or Knicks being fine with a full max too. Is if they do find a way to somehow land AD, they say, look, AD, I know you're here for one year. But Kevin Durant is here. He's on the way. He's on. He's on the roster. Yeah. Like, he's on the roster. You really gonna leave Kevin Durant? Now I would say, I mean, if he don't look right. Then yes. <laughs> but and I'm not saying that would be the right move. I'm just saying what I think could happen. Rich Paul, the way he I was talking see, in that SI article, doesn't sound like he would leave the, the Knicks or Lakers. It don't sound like it. Yeah. It don't sound like it. Now Kyrie didn't sound like he was leaving the Celtics, but you know Kyrie is also a very very weird cat. So, but like agent talk, I don't know what that, especially in the Knicks. I've seen so many teams use the Knicks as leverage, and when you keep hearing Lakers and Knicks, and the first team that we kept hearing at first was just the Lakers, yeah, and the Knicks get thrown there randomly. I can't help but always keep going back to: is, Are we just leverage here? And if there's somehow he the Knicks signed traded for him, like would he sign that extension? And I don't. I just, the thing I, still, I, I have questions. The thing I, the, the thing way I every reporter comes out, everything Rich Paul says, it sounds as if he would sound the Knicks. But the, the, I gotta see it. To the, thing I, the thing I've always said is, look, if the Knicks traded for Anthony Davis and he left, it would have to be. They would have to have really bungled that situation. They would have to have been really inept to not put but, anything around him <laughs> that is attractive. They bungled Which, the Porzingis situation. How is that? Well, yeah, exactly. That's the problem, though, but is that like, we've seen them bungle having star talent. But then that's my thing. It's like, so if you draft R.J. Barrett and he becomes a star, or you draft Jared Colvin and becomes a star, you might bung- you're probably going to bungle that, too. If, you, if you're bungling <laughs> Anthony Davis. I think the, a, I think the top issue, five players. I know, but I think the issue is that, like, with, with AD, it's only one year. Like, yeah, like you make one easy. bad move, and yeah. like the Knicks with Porzingis and the other guys they've had, like it took years and years of screwing up for them to bungle star right. talent. Right. And with AD, you only got one year, so I mean anything can happen in one year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what is the odds the Knicks gonna do anything right <laughs> in one year? Right. Anyway, especially with a team that started from scratch, basically if you trade half the roster. So that's the issue is that it's like Knicks could definitely turn your outlook on them very sour very quickly. Yeah, the Knicks. It it's just, poor thing three years. Is so bad. It's like, does he like? It's very possible that the Knicks are just really bad next year, even with AD. I think he's a great player, so I think they win a forty games or so. Well, AD is like, a great player. I would love to see him on the New York Knicks. I just don't think that it's in the cards. You know, what just I think the way this, it's set up. I just feel like if you trade for him, you trade everybody on your roster, and yeah. now who knows yeah, how you, you build a the rest of your team. team. Yeah. And if you don't look, and my thing is like sometimes. Just the stars don't align the way they're supposed to, and right. that's kind of how I feel about KD right now. It's like, look, maybe the stars just didn't align the way they're supposed to, and this is what works. But 
it's great that he wanted to be a Nick. It's great that he had interest. It shows that the franchise is tur- still. It's turning a corner, and he may still have interest. It turns shows that the franchise is turning a corner. What I, it just to me, I just don't know if we're in a situation what, where we what should I be think this stuff means trading though, for a guy like this uh, with so much risk involved. With the, with the Knicks' lack of interest apparently in Anthony Davis, I think it means that for better or for worse, and we'll have a lot of NBA draft stuff coming up. I think they're very confident in whoever they're going to draft, assuming it's RJ Barrett. I think they I think they just met with RJ Barrett, and yeah. that's when we're getting. They met with John Morant too. Yeah, they met with Culver. Whoever they met with that they really like, I think they I, I think they, they feel better about that than having to risk the anti Davis. I think it's a mix of that and I think it's also a mix of they believe in the process they're building. I think that they, they believe in the idea that right, that's a risk. But may, maybe I've, it is, I've but already made the case. I think trading for Anthony Davis is less of a risk than drafting whoever you're gonna draft and hoping that, that guy's a great player. But that's why see, but the, as, and that I may sound crazy. But I think, but I think that's where but like Anthony Davis is, is guaranteed to be a great player. I, I these other dudes, I hear you, but I think it's a little flawed thinking because it's not just that player. Remember, it's the multiple picks, it's the cap flexibility. Right. I think that's what I, that's why I said the plan. That's why I didn't say RJ or the draft. I don't think they look at. It, I don't think they look at it like that. I think they look at it and they say we have a top pick and a guy that we like. Next year, if we lose again, which we very much will, if we don't sign. A player who can play for us next year, and that's including Kevin Durant. Then we're gonna lose again next year. That's another high draft pick, somewhere between probably seven and one. You know, I, you know, I'll be shocked if they're really good to where they're like in the eight, nine, ten range. But at best, they'll probably be around the seven range. Um, and at worst, they could be the worst team, and they, they get the number one pick again, or this time they get the number one pick. So we have another a uh, 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 a valuable piece. It could be a, a franchise changing player, or it could be a trade asset for another star player. Who knows? But that situation is still intact along with the two additional picks from Dallas. We have we're in a good situation in terms of trying to rebuild this it's thing. Good. If we if we blow it all for just AD and no, with no plan to kind of build around him. Nick's gotta be careful. It's gonna it's it's, it's that's risky. I think they look at that and they there, say I'd rather just go away we're doing right now. There's two ways that this is gonna go. And if you're a Knicks fan, you gotta hope it goes the right way. The right way would be the Knicks Young players look like the Celtics, where they look like man, like you know, Celtics. We talked about at least going into this year, they got all these good young players, or, or the Sixers, for example, or the Thunder. Like that's a rebuild done well. Those are young players that developed the right way, and they became great assets. Some of them traded, some of them not. But what you don't want is you to hold on to a guy too long, like J.J. Hickson, for example, and like you say, like Kevin Knox. What if Kevin Knox doesn't play well next year? And we say, all right, he, he got no better from year one to year two. Like, Andrew Wiggins' value is way less now, just as a basketball player, despite his contract. I, I think that's way less than a basketball player, Jabari Parker. Right. But I think that goes with your, your internal evaluation. You yeah, you got to like your guy. I, I, I hate they like I never liked the J.J. Hickson. It was crazy to me they wouldn't trade him for Amari Stoudemire. Um, there are a lot of people around the league that don't like Kevin Knox or that don't like Dennis Smith. Don't I mean most people like Mitchell Robinson, but he is what he is. I don't. I'm not a huge fan of R.J. Barrett. A lot of people love R.J. Barrett. He, I think, I think there's a very good chance he could be a very good player. But you know, if he's if he's all right, now that pick lost value. You know, so you know you, you got to hope that Barrett is Jason Tatum and Knox is Jalen Brown or Knox is Russell Westbrook and what you call is Kevin Durant. It's not impossible, but that's that's what the Knicks are gonna have to weigh is. You know, will these guys have the same value next year? It's like the NBA season ends, but somehow it's like the season continues. <laughs> it's, yeah, it, it, we, we have always, a draft next week. I mean, draft next week. Uh, we'll have a draft show in the next few days, probably <laughs> sometime uh, early next week. Um, draft videos coming out. It's gonna be all NBA stuff uh, from here on out, really, until after the summer league. Oh, and by the way, the Blues won the Stanley Cup. Oh, shout out to St. Louis. They won the Stanley <laughs> Cup. Thank God, Boston didn't win. Just thank God they've won enough. Um, so shout out to St. Louis. They haven't won in a while. And uh, prayers out to David Ortiz, who's recovering from his uh, his, uh, his shooting in, in, in the Dominican Republic. Sounds like he's doing much better. Sounds like he's going to make it through. But obviously, uh, seeing something like that happen, um, pretty tragic. So, uh, so the prayers to him and his recovery. I think this is a good place to wrap this shorter edition of this show. 
I said it'd be like 20 minutes, a half hour, pushing 50 minutes. So there you go. Talk about basketball, talk about free agency, NBA finals, enough happens. That's what we get. But thank you guys so much for listening. Again, congrats to the Toronto Raptors for winning the NBA championship. Um, any last thoughts on that part of this? Uh, real quick, do you think Kawhi's coming back? I think he is. You think he is? Because you kind of hinted at it earlier in the show. Yeah. I, I, if you would have asked me this like two weeks ago, remember I kept saying Kawhi sounds like he's leaving. But I also didn't think they were going to. Well, I did, but like. I didn't feel I, great about I've it. Always felt like, I always felt like it would easy, be easy for him to leave if they won. That's how I've always felt. If they got close and they lost, I feel like he could sell himself. Like, guy, why the hell would I leave when leave. I'm this close to winning a championship? In, just in sports in general, who's the last franchise player to leave after winning a championship? Um, Willingly. Willingly? Or unwillingly, but especially willingly. Like, not retired. But it's so tough because, like, I mean, like, Deion Sanders left the Niners to go to the Cowboys, but, like, Fair. And that was was kind of willingly. But I don't think the Niners really tr- – I was three. But I, think the, I don't think the Niners really went after him the way they made they should have. Right. Uh, but I, but yeah. that's tough because, like, they had Steve Young yeah, and Jerry exactly. Rice. Not, so, like, he's not the face of the team. I mean, he so. clearly is, like, you know – It's like teams. losing Kevin Durant probably right. or losing, you know, Clay, Clay Thompson, Thompson or something like that. Yeah. It's a superstar, all-generational talent player, but still you had other star superstar players. Um, but he's the first guy that comes to mind. After that, I don't know if Gretzky did it. Uh, I don't know if they won a championship when he left for L.A. I don't yeah. remember. I don't think so. Some I feel like the baseball guy probably that I'm not remembering. Somebody maybe somebody in Boston or the Yankees that left and went to. But even them is like the the, the best player, like an Ortiz or a Manny Ramirez type right. guy, like a face yeah, of the team. You know, Derek Jeter, like. That's what this would be if this guy left. I've never seen that happen before. So that's why, I mean, I'm not betting against history. Yeah, not in the year right after. Right. Well, I mean, there were guys who, I mean, the 97 Marlins lost a bunch of guys. Right, they probably didn't have any money. <laughs> right. So that, that was definitely unwillingly. Um, yeah, it's rare. It's rare, but I think, I think that's what's going to happen. I still think that he wants uh, Los Angeles. I think he wants to be a clipper. But I think that's good for basketball. I mean, it's not it's good that for, he leaves. I, I think that's fine. I, I know people are going to be I want the Raptors to be good. And it's not good that, you know, guys going to big market. But, like, I feel mixed about it. In some ways, I agree with you. But in, in another way, I do feel like. It, it just adds more intrigue to the league. If the Clippers get Kawhi right, Leonard. I, I do think that, like, wow, like, Kawhi, like, really, like, this Toronto team really defied the odds. I would love to see them try to, like, do this again. And there's also something with, about like, this team that seems, trying like, to build around. so, like, scrappy is, like, I mean, they're not, like, a dynasty. So, like, I feel like losing this team isn't, like, man, like, this is going to be... Like, they're not that fun to watch. Like, yeah, they're, they're not, like... Yeah, they definitely feel more like a one-shot. It kind of feels like a one-shot deal. Yeah. Where it's like, I mean, are they going to repeat? You know, I don't feel great about their odds. I mean, it's not impossible because Kawhi's a great player, but... I don't know. Um, but that's a good place to wrap the show. So, hope you guys enjoyed this uh, this NBA Finals uh, recap edition of the New Generation a sports talk podcast. Of course, you can catch all of our shows on New Generation Podcast Network on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher. Uh, be sure to uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel, New Generation Media. We've already started some NBA draft coverage that we just started shooting, so that stuff will be going up uh, probably later uh, in the week or early next week, so keep your eyes and ears for that. Subscribe to our channel, New Generation Media. Follow us on social media, uh, Facebook, New Generation Media, on Twitter, at New Generation Pod, and on Instagram, New Generation Podcast. Follow me on Twitter, EJ underscore Stewart, and on Instagram, Action EJ. Once again, that does it for now. We'll be back uh, in, a, in a matter of a few days, probably, with New Generation Sports Talk, talking NBA draft. Kendall, I'm EJ. Peace.